Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. Hi, I'm Matt. Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. Through creative content and live shows, we explain the hidden details of the Disney experience so that our clients can execute memorable adventures. Together with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, we have helped hundreds of clients plan, book, and prepare for magical Disney vacations. Let our experience help you avoid common planning mistakes and maximize the enjoyment on your next Disney trip. Volume's always good. So it is November and we have a lot going on. First off, I want to say thank you to a couple of new subscribers. Yasmin Atkinson, GB, whatever the GB is. Uh, thank you for subscribing to the YouTube channel. Also, Henrique Colinetti. Thank you for subscribing to the channel as well. Appreciate all of our subscribers. And we hit a huge milestone last week as we got to 100,000 views on the YouTube channel. Unbelievable, guys. Thank you very much for everything that you're doing. Um, if you haven't already, definitely want to like and subscribe over on the YouTube channel, um, Disney Planning Insights. And if you are on Twitch, check out the Twitch channel. It's Matt underscore DPI. Um, we carry this show and hopefully here soon. We're going to figure out some Disney games and stuff to play on that channel as well and have some fun over there. So... Uh, look for that coming up in the future, so it's something that is on the way. Again, tonight we have Disney News. Um, Peter with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel is going to join us. We have our top three segment, which is going smashingly well. Um, a lot of people like it. And interact with the show through the chat. Um, on the website, you can go to... PATMDisneyTravel.wixsite.com and you could suggest client questions, you could suggest top threes, you can do a lot of things over there. So, um, yeah, definitely want to do that. Thanks for joining us tonight. And what I'm going to do now is I am going to bring on Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel and we are going to start getting into the news. Maybe. Peter, Hi. where'd you go? I'm right here. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've been here the whole time. <laughs> it's like, as soon as I say I'm going to come to you, 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 you run away. And I'm like... I was going for a new camera angle that incorporates my... So Starry Night is my favorite painting. And I have like a Jasmine and Aladdin flying through Starry Night and... 
Yeah, yeah you, you changed some things in that room. Right, like normally this is the view. And so I, I was like, can I give myself, you know, it's kind of like anti-dirty uh, dancing. I am trying to put a baby <laughs> in the corner. No, it looks good. It looks good. Anything, anything big happen in uh, this past week for you? I don't think so. No. 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 All right. Well, um, since you don't have anything going on, let's go ahead and jump into the news. I'm just glad I'm not in the <laughs> So let's let's go ahead and start there. Um, so Disney <laughs> Shanghai closed yesterday <laughs> and when it closed it closed with quite a few people inside the park uh so if you ever wanted to get locked into a disney park you know that was your chance have COVID. Have COVID. Go to disney. <laughs> um but they did let you out if you tested negative for COVID. now now china's just been wackadoos about the whole COVID thing so far. Um, and maybe a little over the top, but, you know, getting locked inside a Disney park isn't maybe the worst thing in the world. I mean, were they tracking people down, or could you go over and you could you give, like, Winnie the Pooh a hug and get your picture with them while they were testing other people for COVID? I mean... <laughs> uh, uh, I don't think it was that. <laughs> yeah unfortunate unfortunate but now shanghai's been opened and closed and all kinds of things since this started so it's just been kind of a mess over there i want to know anybody that tested positive where did they go that's what i want to know what's the nicest hotel there that was probably where they just quarantined them and put armed guards outside the room or something i don't know i mean it is china yeah, that's what they were doing to hotel complexes. So our, our uh, apartment complexes. So that's what they say they're doing. Yes. Yes. Um. Okay. So since you are on here, <laughs> lots of discounts came out over the past week. So we had kind of hinted on, hey, the DVC had come out and we were kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop with Florida resident annual pass holder standard guest and they all dropped on Wednesday. So can you go over a little bit about uh, what's going on with those discounts and when they run through? Do you want, what are we just talking world or what are we talking about? Let's, let's stick with world right now. Uh, so uh, several things kind of going on in world. Um, they have a, you know, kind of your standard 10, 15, 20% on rooms over the holiday season. Um, so that runs for a couple of weeks in December. Um, lets you go all the way up to checking in on Christmas Day. And then um, because it runs December 11th through 25th, there are some deals available like the 25th through the 29th. Um, Unfortunately, my couple of clients going uh, were, well, one of them, they were available, but they would have had to upgrade room types and it would have ended up costing them way more money. <laughs> uh, same time frame, same time frame. Uh, there's a, 
like basically a hundred dollars off a day on a four night, four day, uh, little stay, um, same time frame. So early December. So just a few things with Disney, just trying to pump in a couple people during, you know, a few weeks of downtime. We've talked about that before. Uh, big things though, big things are into next year. And Matt, I know last, last show you alluded to it, but now it's, it's way more. So, uh, Florida residents, all the way, basically from the beginning of the year, all the way through the end of April, uh, Disney Visa card holders, all the way until the end of April. Um, on top of that, just I know we talked about just kind of keeping it to Disney World, but there's a bunch of cruise line discounts into 2023 for those same those same groups of people. So, if you are a Florida resident or you are a Disney Visa card member. Um, lots of discounts at Cruise Line, World, and Land all into pretty heftily into next year. Matt and I kind of talked about that. It's pretty rare that Disney release deals right now that go all the way through the end of April. A lot of times you'll find the late February, mid-March deals opening, and then they'll let the spring break crowds kind of settle themselves out. And then maybe in like January release another deal or two to try and fill up those spring break weeks. So um, kind of out of the ordinary on these deals, just a little bit. Now, this, this kind of comes as we've talked basically the last half of this year about the the lull in travel that we thought was going to happen at the beginning of next year um really when you think about disney next year at world you've got the opening of tron and then it's pretty dead with new things at world um land is going to have a little bit more with toontown and all that kind of stuff with mickey and minnie's runaway Railway opening, and then everything that's going on with the Disney 100. But at World, once you get through that initial push, whenever that, whenever Tron opens, I think you're really going to run into some favorable crowds throughout the beginning of the year. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really interested to see when Tron official opening date. I do know, so this is kind of cool news. Uh, this past week, the Disney ambassador squad was going around telling the cast members who is going to be on the opening day crew for Tron. So what that tells me is Tron is about three to four months out uh, because if they're telling that opening day crew, then you would expect that opening day crew to go into position in the next month or so and begin running all of the trials and the trainings and getting all the protocols and whatever pre-shows need to be understood and all of that stuff and starting to bring in cast member preview days and big wig rides and investor rides and all that stuff. So um, if we kind of just go backwards from when they told like rise of the resistance people and galaxy's edge people and all that stuff. um, It puts it shortly after Disney Marathon weekend. What for the opening day? Yeah, I would one hundred percent think 
So Disney Marathon Weekend is end of January, and I would 100% think that wouldn't, wouldn't that be a great time to open it, kind of like early to mid-February? Yeah. What's the slowest time of the year? That or between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. So you want to talk about, you know, kind of uh, pushing and getting some big spring break travel. Uh, get that thing open mid, late February, heading into March. And then as all these places go on spring break, a whole bunch of people are going to change their plans up. Yeah. Um, let's keep it in early 2023. We got dates for International uh, Festival of the Arts over at Epcot, and that's going to be running from January 13th through February 20th, 2023. Um, give us a little bit of insight on what goes on during Festival of the Arts. Lots of fun. Uh, so if you've been to Flower and Garden and Food and Wine, those ones are stands galore is the best way to explain those. I don't I don't even know. It's probably... Matt, do you know the stand count off the top of your head? It's probably close to like 60 stands. Yeah, so I think I think for food and wine, they had 52 stands. Um, for flower and garden, I think it's only in like the mid-30s. Yeah. So stands galore get added in, lots and lots of food. Um, even in flower and garden, it's still very heavily focused on the food. The food is just locally sourced or fresh ingredients or unique takes on, um, you know, different like edible flowers pop into a whole bunch of dishes and stuff like that. Um, and then food and wine, it's all about the food and the drink, 100%. So Festival of the Arts, yes, it has stands. There are stands, but, but far less food stands um, still a lot of the places, kind of the quick service places, will have special menu items. There are still a good number of stands, but I would put the stands somewhere in the 20 range in terms of the number of food stands. The big thing is that there's probably about 30 to 40 art vendors that pile in to Epcot. So all of the places where you think of like, oh yeah, those are normally stands. If it's not a stand, it's probably like a tent or a display of art. And the art can be ranging from, like I saw sculptures, tables, and then more of your traditional paintings and pictures and things like that. Um, it's, it's just so visually stunning to see all of these pieces of Disney inspired art and all of these artisans that are, you know, sort of dedicating their 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 talents and their craft to to producing Disney themed art. And the coolest thing about it is it's all for sale. So go ahead, get it. Um, if you've ever been in Magic Kingdom, they have the little art gallery off to the right hand side as you're working your way up. Imagine one of those. Uh, like every 30 feet <laughs> it feels like so it's just a really really cool festival down there um if you are into the arts it is a, a, a must see for sure yeah and a lot of those are artists are also going to be um featured in the disney co-op over at disney springs as well so a lot of, a lot of cool people a lot of cool art pieces to be had during that and if that sounds interesting to you, oh, look at that. First time. 
It's plugged in, right? Hold on. Let me let me make sure it's plugged in. But uh, I'll say what I was going to say, and then you can transition while I make sure this yeah. thing is plugged in. Uh, it's plugged in that way. Uh, see, it's plugged in. I don't know why it's being such a butthead today. It's not even. So if if, okay. if that does interest you, get so into anyway, it. Right. <laughs> because today is November 1st, and it starts February 13th. And so if you were going to book a trip, you're a week and a half out from 60 days out. And 60 days out is very important because it allows you to book dining. So um, if that does sound something that... Uh, you're six weeks out. What? Six weeks out. What are you talking about? December 13th would be 60 day. For January 13th? No, it's oh, not. It's in yeah. all Yeah, days. January 13th. I have February 13th in my head. That's the end of it. Yeah. yeah. February 30th is the end, or February 20th or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So we're like 12 days out from 60 days out. And remember that it doesn't cost you any more to book through Princesses and the Mouse. It's going to be the same price that you see on the website. We're often going to be able to get you a better price because we're going to be able to find you deals throughout the, the journey as well. So definitely want to reach out to Peter and uh, get that $200 down on your room so that you've got um, some time at Festival of the Arts next year. Um, moving, moving on, Disney's minivans get a touch of the Magical Express here real soon when they're going to be starting to show the Mickey shorts on little TV screens in each of the minivans. Um, the minivans are awesome little like Lyft and uh, Uber style rides that you can take around the parks. They get some extra access to some of the entrances of the parks. Um, and now they're going to have these little screens that are going to show the Mickey shorts. And if you've taken the Magical Express from Orlando International Airport to the parks, it is awesome. And you got to see those mini short, or Mickey shorts on there. They're getting transferred over to the minivans. Um, also happening, permits are suggesting more widespread room refurbishments at uh, Caribbean Beach than just the pirate rooms. This is 100% needed because it is possibly the worst room I've ever stayed in at Disney was at Caribbean Beach. So, um, One of the worst rooms I've ever stayed in was the pirate room at Caribbean Beach. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it's it's just it's one of those things where Caribbean Beach is kind of in that time frame. So Disney does like refreshes every three years, re complete refurbs every seven years, and Caribbean Beach is at that point for the the complete refurb. I would imagine you're going to start seeing it go building to building like they're doing at the Grand Floridian right now, and seeing a fresh new theme at Caribbean Beach. Uh, um, so. Stay tuned. We'll probably have some details on that here shortly. Uh, Frozen Singalong is going to be closing on January 9th for a little bit of a refurbishment. Uh, <laughs> only for a couple of weeks, but um, they've been having some problems with leaks and that kind of stuff in that building, so probably very needed. So we'll see how that goes. And um, last but not least, if you are on Twitter... Go over to the Discovering Pandora Twitter profile and check out the life-size animatronic uh, Ekron that they've got at the Discovering, what, the newly opened Pandora Avatar Experience at the Gardens by the Bay. It is unbelievable and it should be sitting on top of that 
crazy flower at the entrance of Animal Kingdom when they get done with it in this display. It is fantastic. Um, I'm going to cover Peter's face with it for a second here. I'm pulling it up right now to look at it myself. There you go. Where are you at? There we go. Looks pretty cool. It's it's crazy, crazy, crazy. Wait, where am I going? Uh, it is. Oh, I found it. Never mind. It's amazing. Discover Pandora Four. Yeah, no, I just said I found it. It's amazing. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. You know that Imagineers... should be sitting on top of the big egg. What's that? Should either be sitting on top of that, like, big plant or, like, somewhere in the line for Flight of Passage. Yeah, install it on one of the big floating mountain rocks. Something. Wow, that's... (laughs) Things impressive. All right, well, I got these sound... I got the sounder letting us know that that was the end of <laughs> the news. Let's get over into top threes. Business trip. Uh, <laughs> it does tingle a little bit. All right, so top top threes. If you guys know how this works, we have a list of family and friends and other suggested, like, just sort of thing. No, that was yesterday. Oh, my fault, my fault. I'll do the uh, Magic Kingdom switch. There you go. Yeah, the overnight Magic Kingdom switch. Oh, he's, he's seeing which ones I have on. <laughs> All right, so let's pick out one of these um, for our top three tonight, and it is going to be number 10 is our number tonight, and number 10 is going to be... Ah, we'll have some, we'll have some fun with this one. Favorite character meet and greets. Very, 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 very broad topic. You've got 18 and a half seconds. Do you want to go to Disney? Contact me, Princess of the Mouse Travel, and I'd love to work with you on your amazing itineraries. <laughs> You can contact Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel on Facebook at P-A-T-M Disney Travel. Okay, caveat on this one. It can be part of a character dining experience as well. I don't hear you. Hold on now. Yeah, now I can hear you. I may or may not but definitely did hit the mute button on my mic with my mini sync <laughs> as I brought down like like you you opened up a can my man like we got we got 
Lays from Polynesian, VIP dining things. We got, oh my God, there's so much on the ground too. <laughs> I said, there's like a pile of things hanging right here. And then you got your lights out. And I said, okay, well. <laughs> You're like, game on. Apparently my batteries are dead, so you still win. <laughs> All right. So um, who do you want to go first? Okay. On shoot. One, two, three, shoot. <laughs> ah. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. This is probably one of yours. So, you know what? I'm going to actually start with this for number three. Um, I'm going to start with the character meet and greets that happen at Topolino's. Okay. So, I have on numerous occasions talked about my love of Topolino's. It's on the top of the Riviera Resort. You can step out on the deck and see Tower of Terror and the Epcot Globe. And um, so it's just prime location. And I just love the characters, Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy. Mickey is a painter. Minnie is a writer. Donald is a sculptor. And Daisy is a ballerina. And they are just themed for the creativity and inspiration that the French Riviera gives to so many artists. And it's just, they're really, really detailed costumes. And it's a really, really fun dining experience, which just all in all makes it just fantastic food, really, really great characters, and really, really unique outfits. Uh, Just puts it up at the top of my list for meeting characters. Yeah, I, I love that one too. I just... Really, really good breakfast. Um, it always, when we talk about character meals, when we talk about breakfast and all that kind of stuff, it always makes our list. It's it, it's just a fantastic, fantastic meet and greet um, all around. It, it is. Um, so my number three, God, I'm going to go with um, a little bit of a, an exclusive one, but I'm going to go with the Disney Visa card member um, meet and greet at Epcot. And the reason I like this one is uh, not a lot of people know about it. And you get really good time with the characters. It's usually Mickey and Minnie or Mickey and Pluto. Um, and you just you get to spend some more time with them. It's not like crowded and just a, a big line of people getting into it. And it's just, I, I, when I think about the character meet and greets, it's just a lot more relaxing than a lot of them can be. Um, so yeah, it's actually over next to the imagination pavilion. Um, so if you go to the front of the imagination pavilion and then walk around the left side of it, you can get to the entrance over there, and it's kind of where they show the little short films and all that kind of stuff. So, really cool place. Um, and if you do have your Disney Visa card with you, definitely take it over there, and you get exclusive access to that meet and greet. So, that is my number three. Let's move on to your number two. My number two occurs at Magic Kingdom. Uh, my number two kind of most unique or most memorable uh, character meet and greet location is Tinkerbell. Um, so when you go in over to the right-hand side, uh, right next to Tony's Town Square, there is a meet and greet for Mickey. 
Um, but there's also a meet and greet for Tinkerbell. And it's just really cool because as you're going through the line towards the end of it, like things start, they, they start scaling things up and making yes. it a little bit bigger so that by the time you get to Tinkerbell, you have shrunk visually to the size of a fairy because now that makes sense that Tinkerbell is your size because through this magical line, through the gentle scale up, you're all of a sudden the size of a fairy. And so you go into this very, very ornate glade of just decor and there's Tinkerbell sitting up there. And a lot of times they will kind of ask you questions with, so like the last handler before you get passed in will sort of like ask you questions and I don't really understand, but like Tinkerbell a lot of times knows things about you. Like she knows basically the answers to some of those questions that got <laughs> asked of you. And I, I still don't know how they get it to her so quickly unless she's wearing like a little earpiece, which would just be so distracting to me if I'm talking to a current guest, but hearing things about the next guest <laughs> that have her like mic'd in or whatever. But Tinkerbell always seems to kind of know like the last few things like, oh, what was your favorite thing? And then Tinkerbell will be like, oh my gosh, yes, I know you had so much fun at it. And it's, it's so just, a little a little bit of nostalgia with that one because I don't know if you remember the old Pixie Hollow. So Pixie Hollow used to be over next to Flight of Peter Pan. And when they did that big uh, Fantasyland expansion and then expanded that queue line for Peter Pan to the Darling's house to where you walk through some of the rooms of the Darling house, they took away that Pixie Hollow um, meet and greet. And it used to be Tinkerbell. And then you would get one of the other fairies. And the one time that we went to it, we got we got Tinkerbell and we got Rosetta. Um, so I kind of miss that one because that was really cool. Cause it was kind of, like I said, it was back there by it's a small world and, and flight of, Peter Pan flight and it was just a really cool area but I do love that Tinkerbell meet and greet at Town Square and it's one that gets a an okay wait time but not a huge wait time because a lot of people will go in there and get in the line for Mickey but not necessarily know that there's a second line there so kind of kind of a little hidden gem there all did I take one of yours? Because as soon as I said Tinkerbell, it looked like you. No, I'm, I, I've got my other two, but the Tinkerbell one's a good one because of Pixie Hollow. And with Pixie Hollow not being there anymore, it just kind of... And, and Shannon said it. She said it's gone. It was a really, really cool meet and greet. Really well themed, and it did the same type of thing. As you walk through that, you got scaled down, and it was awesome. So, um, So my number two is going to be... The meet and greet with the evil queen at Artist Point. Um, it is probably one of the most intimidating meet and greets a kid can go to. Um, so Artist Point has a character meal there, and it has God, who's part of that? Snow White. Storybook dining with Snow White. Yeah, Snow White, Grumpy. Is Dopey there? And yep. then the Evil Queen has kind of like a a backdrop that you you go and meet her. She doesn't come around to the tables. Um, but 
the pictures oh, yeah, of yeah, she can't come around to the tables. Otherwise, she'd see Snow White and try to kill her. Well, okay, <laughs> but. My, my pictures with my kids at that meet and greet are fantastic. You can tell that they are just all sorts of intimidated. Um, just really good, good character to have there. Um, and that is my number two. So, on to your number one. <laughs> just, everybody see it? That's a storybook, Don't Be Grumpy. So I was going to talk all about storybook dining at Artist Point. Here's Topolino's. There's Tinkerbell. Numero uno. <laughs> this guy just robbed the numero uno. Uh, all right. I had a standby. And it's equally deserving of the number one slot. My number one is going to be the not-so-scary exclusives. That is going to be my number one meet and greet. Because during Not So Scary, you can meet the villains. So you can get a whole bunch of various villains all throughout the park. You have the ability to find Jafar, the Wicked Stepsisters, Gaston, all sorts of characters that you wouldn't normally be able to meet because in those same spots throughout the day is where you're going to find the heroes. And so during the Halloween party, the villains are out in full force. And on top of the villains, you can a lot of times get very rare or exclusive characters as well. For example, like you can get all seven of the dwarves a lot of times, or you can meet Prince Eric or and Ariel together. Um, so kind of all lumped together unique character experiences are paying and going to the parties because you will get unique experiences that you cannot get anywhere or anytime else. Yeah. And, and on top of that, you, you can get some other ones as well. Um, when you go to the Christmas party, you get some of those unique characters as well. That's where Moana at uh, magic kingdom will appear uh, also, in some of the Moonlight Madness events, if you're part of those, you can get some of those exotic characters as well. So, definitely another perk of those After Hours events is some of those the, those unique characters. So, my number one is going to be um, actually in Behind the Castle, and it is going to be the Wicked Stepsisters. Um it's a fantastic meet and greet. Um, it's kind of hidden. It's not always there. It usually rotates with a few other characters, like the fairy godmothers there sometimes. Um, but the interaction with the two stepsisters is fantastic. They bicker the whole time. It, again, it's it's really good character acting. They interact with the kids real well. Um, I thought my son had an arranged marriage at one point. Um, it, it was, it was pretty cool. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, but that's another thing is sometimes not all the meet and greets are going to be in brick and mortar and at meals and that kind of stuff. Sometimes you just kind of luck into some of the best meet and greets around the park. So keep your eyes open because you don't know who's just going to pop in somewhere and, and just hang out and take pictures and sign books. So, all right. Anything else with characters, Peter? No, I'm not cheating this week. 
All right, no cheating. Well, guys, thanks for watching the top three. If you do have any of your favorites that we didn't talk about, definitely put them in the comments or um, in the chat. Let us know. And then if you've got an idea for a top three episode, go to the website. If you're watching us today, it's right down below me, P-A-T-M, DisneyTravel.Wixsite.com forward slash planning. And go to the little box up in the top right corner and you could submit your idea for a top three. All right. So Peter just jumped off here and I'm going to get him back up as we are going into tonight's client question. Do you have questions concerning planning a Disney trip? Ask them live on the show or submit them on our website at patmdisneytravel.wixsite.com forward slash planning. All right, let me get Peter back up here and we will talk about this week's client question. Hello again. <laughs> uh, not not exactly. Not exactly. All right. So this week's client question. I really don't have a great one. <laughs> Still a little bitter about that, huh? Took my number one. Uh, da 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 you know, I'm, 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 I, I've been trying to hold this one off for a top three, but I think, I think this is a really good one, um, because a lot of people have problems with, <laughs> with, with ride lines at amusement parks. So what, what is your favorite queue at Disney World? Favorite? Yeah. 
You're right. This should be a top three. Sweet. Like, this is... Okay, here he is. Bonus top three. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the top threes. World. Are you... <laughs> oh, sorry. No, the Halloween ad's over, so it's no more. <laughs> it, it, no, it actually was that one for the last time. <laughs> we need to make a Christmas one now, since it's Christmas at the hall, Christmas at the parks. Oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to dressing up like Santa. Anyway, um, or Olaf. Maybe I'll get a big Olaf costume. <laughs> Favorite line? Gosh. What am I aiming for? Am I aiming for like, it's my favorite because it's indoors, gaming, pre-show, what's the... And I, and I think that's a, a lot of the fun of Disney is a lot of people don't think of queue lines as being as entertaining as some of the ones at Disney can be. Because like yeah. in the Soren line, you have that little trivia game you can play. Right. I was actually just thinking of that one. I was like, honestly, like the sword line deserves honorable mention in here. Yeah. Um, You've got the, the, just the classic nature of the theming of Pirates of the Caribbean. You've got how immersive the Flight of Passage line is. I think there's a lot of fantastic queue lines that people that are so worried about, well, I want to ride as many things as possible blow right past and never never get to enjoy right like so just kind of building on that thought like i'm just gonna kind of move from park to park and talk about some unique ones because there's no way i can pick a favorite ride line yeah it's a tough one i mean that i i put it on the top three and i think that's going to be a fantastic top three i could do top three in each park yeah (laughs) so in animal kingdom you've got so expedition everest is an amazing line to walk through yeah Uh, you already mentioned flight of passage even tough to be a bug is really awesome because you get to walk through the base of the tree of life and really see some of those carvings up close and personal over in hollywood studios the rise of the resistance queue is, you know, so the regular queue is amazing. And then you get two pre-shows that are basically part of the queue. It's absolutely and, remarkable. And, and the queues the between the pre-shows are awesome. Right. Like, Rise of the Resistance is just an amazing ride line. Um, I'm trying to think through the rest of Hollywood Studios. Uh, Toy Story Mania has a great ride line with all mm-hmm. of the toys and everything. Slinky Dog Dash, uh, it's your the ride line is legitimately the box of the coaster kit and some <laughs> other little things that Andy's put together. It's, I mean, just the scenery too. There's just like spare ride parts. So like Disney spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to put spare ride parts sticking <laughs> in the ground outside of Slinky Dog Dash. Um, heading over to Epcot, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride queue is just absolutely stunning. Um, you already mentioned, like, Test Tracks line is okay. It's nothing to write home about. Um, you already mentioned Soren has just a great little mini game. Well, I, I, can't, I, can't let you, I can't let you kind of poo-poo on Test Track here, because Test Track, you actually, when, when it's 
fully going, you get to design your own car before you get to go up into the ride. Well, right, yes. And that, first, I'm talking the actual queuing. The queuing yeah. of Test Track is bland. There's, there's really not much going on there. But Frozen, you get to, like, walk through the town center of Arendelle as you work your way through to get to it. Like, all fantastic theming. Over at Magic Kingdom, what doesn't have a good line? Peter Pan, we mentioned earlier in this episode, walking through the Darling's house. Haunted Mansion gets you way into the mood of the ride well before you step in to the building. Um, You've already mentioned some of the other ones, Pirates of the Caribbean and and stuff like that. Small World does not have a good queue line. Yeah, and neither does Space Mountain. Yeah, we could go through like uh, what... (laughs) But... There's, like, Seven Doors Mine Train, uh, you know, you kind of, like, are walking through the scenery, but there's a couple of little spots where, oh, this is cool, but there's really nothing too exciting about that, but tons and tons and tons of rides have really, really awesome lines uh, for, I mean, you want to talk about a crazy good line? Aerial over at Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy good line. Um, to walk through. Now, there's hardly ever a long line to have to wait through, but it's a crazy good line. Yeah, so, when when there is, and when it's like peak summer, it is air-conditioned, it's in the shade, and you get to kind of hang out with Scuttle through that line, which is a lot of fun. So, yeah, it, 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 really, really good lines. I mean, and I, I think that's kind of where I was going with the question I wanted to lead into. when When you think about yeah, you're going to waste time in the lines at, at Walt Disney World. I don't think you understand that the way, the time wasting that you're doing is actually very well used in exploring some of the theming in these rides and, and checking out how much that this park and th- this company put around you just to wait in the line. Um, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. And just because I know my sound is still going as I get that to that point. If you do find yourself going, oh my gosh, I'm so bored. So just being in a Disney park, if you open up the Heads Up app, it will sense that you're in a Disney park and you can download a free Disney deck for your Heads Up app. On top of that, there is a Play Disney Parks app that has trivia and factoids about the rides and little immersive things that you can do with the scenery, all sorts of little games and and challenges and check-ins that you can do. So if you're if you're upset by a Disney line, somebody didn't tell you that Disney's an experience, not a thrill. And if you're bored, there are tons and tons of things to do to immerse you further into the fact that Disney is selling you an experience, not a cheap thrill. So the lines are not waiting in line at Six Flags. Yeah, yeah. not not a chance. Peter, where can people find you at? Facebook. Uh, Princess and Mouse Disney Travel. I'll be up at the top. And especially if you want to go to the arts, the festival yep. of the arts, and or it 
doesn't cost you any more than on the Disney site, and we can help you plan as much as you want. Well, Peter, thanks for joining us today. I am going to go ahead and get into the closing for the show. Um, if you want to hang on. I don't want to talk to you anyway. All right. <laughs> Bye. Peter with Princesses and Mouse Disney Travel joined us tonight. Um, we did a top three on our favorite character meet and greets, lots of news, and we had a good discussion of ride lines. us on social media over on facebook at dpi podcast on twitter at disney insights youtube the disney planning insights podcast and over on instagram at princesses and the mouse make sure that you're liking subscribing sharing doing all those fun things for that engagement because all of those places really like that we do too everybody for watching listening subscribing liking everything that you do you guys all have a good week and we will see you next week on november the 8th bye now